as she lay in bed, looking out at it through the window whose curtains were never closed. Its outline was becoming clearer as the early mist lifted to hang in the tops of the trees at the blunt seaward end. From there it sloped down to a tail of rocks, covered by the incoming tide. Its image was etched in her mind, and she could see it even when her eyes were shut. Tears gathered, gathered, and silently spilt over. She made no attempt to wipe them away as they trickled down the side of her face and soaked the pillow. It was always hardest in the morning when she woke from sleep and remembered with a fresh shock of despair the tiny grave that lay over there across the water. The Island He glanced at it as he passed in his boat, on his way out to check the pots for crab and lobster. Just another of the Isles of Fleet, Ardwall, Murray, Barlocco, and this one, Lovett, though the locals knew it by its old name, Tashkadan. He didn't like thinking about it, and mostly he succeeded, but recently. He grimaced slightly, then headed out into the bay. The island. She was there in her dreams, the peace-weaving magic around her, the only sounds whispering waves and the soft rustle of a gentle breeze shivering the leaves on the trees. She walked on soft turf, her feet barely touching its surface, and as she went towards the wood, a dappled fawn stepped out of the shadows, unafraid, and walked beside her. She stroked its soft ears and smiled in her sleep. The island. The swelling tide rose into the little cave on the seaward side, the waves sweeping round in the confined space, scouring away at its walls, breaking below one of the rocky shelves up at the back. Only at the highest tides could the spray reach it, to continue the cleansing work on the skeleton that lay there, leg and arm bones still shackled to the rock. It was a milk opal morning now, the sea still, pearly, shot with sparks of fire from the sunrise, the sky palest blue, with low clouds tinged pink and apricot. The bulk of the island was still shadowy in the dawn light, The man, swimming from there to the shore in an arrowhead of spreading ripples, his dark head sleek as a seal's, powered his way across the shallow channel to the sandy bay. Above, on the springy turf beside a tangle of bracken and briars, his dog watched him. Beside the little jetty, where a couple of boats and a flat barge were moored, he waded ashore naked, brushing water from his shoulders and arms, and shivering in the morning chill. His last swim of the year, he decided. Though the forecast was for a few more days of this golden September, there had been a vicious hint of autumn in the water temperature this morning. The dog bounded to his side, and he fondled its thick ruff, then picked up a toweling robe from the jetty, rubbing his dark hair with it and wiping his face before he shrugged it on. The smooth, plastic feel of the burned tissue under his right eye gave him the usual tiny shock of distaste. 
He tied the belt round him, then stood looking towards Lovett Island. His island. The air seemed full of memories today. It had been a morning just like this, three years ago, when Matt Lovett had taken his first swim across the narrow strip of water that isolated Lovett Island except at low tides. Then, though, it had been late spring, the perfect weather and early promise of summer. Today the trees in the wood on the island were showing red and russet. The bracken was brown and dying, and the later sunrise spoke of the journey into long, dark nights, of endings, not beginnings. Melissa had been sitting on the jetty like a mermaid on a rock, with her long brown wavy hair. She was singing, and as he came out of the water, he saw the round heads of two or three seals bobbing about.